My name is Lincoln. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to That's the Truth, and this is number five in a seven-part series on charity. We're spending a lot of time in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, so get your Bible so you can read along with us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and the fifth verse, we read, Charity does not behave unseemly, and charity seeketh not her own. We're taking a close look at these two characteristics of charity, and this is something you and I need. For without charity, we are nothing, and whatever we do profits nothing. As I mentioned, this is part five. Just in case you haven't been able to listen to parts one, two, three, and four, head on over to tttpodcast.life. That's www.tttpodcast.life. And you will find all these programs where you will be able to listen to them as often as you like, whenever you would like. And I've made this site available to you for free. So tell your friends and family how they too can be blessed with the Word of God. As part five gets underway, we're also going to be reading from the ninth chapter of Matthew. So get your Bible. Let's read and find out what God has in store for us today. Directly from the Word of God, you're listening to That's the Truth. We're continuing our teaching with charity, we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we're going to read the fifth verse. And I thank God today, praise God, that we have a shepherd, amen, the spirit of God that we looked at proceedeth from the Father that's leading us and guiding us into all truth. And I thank God today we have truth in our hands. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I made referral to the, a big bad wolf out of a nursery rhyme, but If we put the nursery rhyme aside and get into the Bible, we can find that we need, as sheep, we need to be aware of the wolf. I don't know how big he is, but Lucifer, Satan, the wolf, sometimes he'll dress himself, disguise himself in sheep's clothing and run about. But I thank God that people can huff and puff. We looked at the word puffed up and vaunting, and those two kind of go together. What comes out of their works, what comes out of their words. But I thank God that I'm not going to be swayed or, or persuaded and a brother, before we put the CD on, a brother was up here singing, I've got my mind made up. So they can puff all they want. They can vaunt all they want. I recognize charity when I see charity, when I know charity. Praise God. Amen. And when we looked at Jesus, praise God, he, by his words and by his works. We're continuing in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now we're into verse 5. We're speaking of charity. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own is not easily provoked, and thinketh no evil. That's verse 5. There's four things we're going to look at, and we're going to start with, doth not behave itself unseemly. Praise God. I believe most of us can figure out what unseemly means or something which, something unseemly is not behaving themselves properly. Something unseemly is, uh, since we're talking about the glory of God, something unseemly is not fit for the glory. It's not glorifying God, and it's not fit for God. Now it's quiet. Were you waiting for me to say something else? Or? It's not fit for God. It's not fit for His glory. You, you behave yourself unseemly. It doesn't matter if it's your behavior or what's coming out of your mouth. Amen. What did Jesus say to Peter? When he came up with a bright idea. Oh, Jesus, don't go to Jerusalem. That's not going to turn out too good down there for you. And what did Jesus, amen, get thee behind? Thank God Jesus was still praying for Peter. But yet Peter was put into his position. And sometimes the saints or disciples, you want to call yourself a disciple, saint, daughter, son, whatever it is. Sometimes as Peter, the disciple, handpicked from Jesus Christ, was put into his position. Peter, you're no longer by my side. 
you will be behind me. And that's what happened to Peter. So sometimes we need to be put into the right position. Look what happened to Peter. Put into his position, he still got his feet washed, even though he was about to deny the Christ. He still got his feet washed. And when you look at what Peter wrote, Peter got himself saved true and true and sanctified. On his way to this salvation, on his way to repentance, he had to be put into his place. That's why I thank God for authority. Amen. I thank God for our leaders, praise God, that's, that puts them in place. He wasn't tossed out. Was Peter put out? No, he just said, just get behind me. Because I am leading the way to Jerusalem. And we know what is in Jerusalem was the cross. Can someone say, thank you, Jesus, that he went to Jerusalem, that he went to the cross. So Peter wasn't excluded from the discipleship. He wasn't excluded from the inner circle of the disciples, the handpicked of Jesus. He just said, now, just get behind me so I don't have to hear your babbling, your bright ideas. You did have a revelation which came from, from above, which cometh from the Father, thou art the Christ. But right now, you need to change your words. Amen. You need to pray and fast and stop puffing out some, some words that are so unseemly. Amen. Charity, as we read, amen, does not behave. Amen. So we understand what behavior is, the way we act things we're going to do. Amen. I, I throw in also the things we say. Indecently, we're, we're going to be becoming of what God is. And now this comes into, when we look at the descriptions of the word of God, of who a son and a daughter of God is, when we describe God's plan, we need to fit within his will. We need to fit within that plan. And when it says we do not behave ourselves unseemly, our behavior becomes a representation of who we claim to be. If we claim to be a son of God, you need to represent God the way God not only wants to be represented, but the way God should be represented. You cannot represent God with an unholy vessel. You cannot represent God with a, a, a pack in your pocket and a six pack on your side. Uh, carrying on your that it's that's a bad representation of who God is and what God is able to do. This is unseemly behavior. It doesn't seem to be coming from God. It's it it is not fit. This includes false illusions. This includes amen the deceptions that is that the flesh likes to get itself involved in, saying half truths, saying not the whole things, pretending to be who we think we want somebody to see it does not behave charity does not behave and again i've mentioned that your dictionary may describe charity as a noun but i'm reading the bible it says charity does not behave behavior is not a noun if i'm correct behavior starts to get into some verb amen some actions some some duties some some uh, deed territory so now charity becomes an action as we begin to behave ourselves, not only in the house of God, you know, before brother and sister, but at all times. Pastor may not be looking at you Monday night or Friday night, but God certainly is. Amen. Young people, don't forget that. You may look to the left and to the right, and the flesh may convince you that nobody is looking, but God, the Bible says his eyes go to and fro throughout the land, and God is looking. 
Praise God. And there's one thing. Say, well, God's looking. That's good. Well, it all depends because the Bible teaches me that God cannot look at sin. So if you're dealing with sin, if you're you're behaving in sin, you know God's not looking at you. Now you're in trouble because God's eyes doesn't want to see that. I mean, God just sits back and he does nothing. When there was sin in the camp, God sat back and did nothing. God sat back even to the point where he allowed Joshua to rend his clothes. His clothes come flying off. He's beating his brow on the ground. He's kicking up a dust storm inside the tent. God, where were you? Where were you, God? And God said, now hang on. Stand up. Be a man. Stand up. He said, there's sin that you need to get rid of. 36 people died because of one man's covetousness. We looked at envy. Amen. this man went in and he envied the silver and the gold, which he never got to spend. I'm talking about the sin of Achan. In Joshua chapters 8, 9, and 10, or 7, 8, 9. And the clothing, which he never got to put on. And the Bible says, he said, I looked upon it. He says, I saw. Then I wanted it. Amen. He broke a commandment. Then I took it. He broke another commandment. And then I hid it. It starts in Joshua chapter 7. The sin of Achan. And when you look at the sin, what did he do? He saw that's when he should have stopped. Sanctify my eyes, Lord. Purify what I just saw. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my mind. Remove these fleshly, earthly desires. That's, where, that's when it should stop. Go into the book of James. James says when temptation comes and you fall into the temptation, the temptation becomes sin. And when sin is done and over with, what happens? What's next? Death. So you want to stay away from that. Because what happened to Achan? Same thing. James, Joshua, same thing. Same God. He tempted, he took it, then he hid it. And then what happened next? Death. To the wife, to the kids, to the cats and the dogs, the pets, the animals. They took everything out and they destroyed it all. It was entirely removed from the presence of the children of God. Then they went into victory. Achan was unseemly behavior. So when we look at this, he said, charity, if charity is working in you, you're going to behave yourself like a child of God. Follow peace with all men and women and follow peace with all men and holiness. Amen. Without such, no man shall see the Lord. This is the right behavior. Unseemly. Amen. So do we understand what unseemly means? It's, I don't need to spend too much time. It just doesn't fit in with God. Half truths, white lies, gray zones gray areas, is not acceptable unto God. And it's not charity. Why do you need charity? Amen. Because without it, you are, we are, nothing. And without it, doesn't matter what you do. Amen. So whatever your behavior, what you do on the job, what you do at home, you behave, amen, with charity in you. You're going to be treating your wife like the queen she is. Amen. Your wives, you'll be treating your husbands, amen, like... I don't want to say king because king with a small K. Let me do that. King with a small K. Not the capital K. King of kings, Jesus Christ. But you'll be treating, amen, Sarah. I try to remind my wife, but she hasn't yet caught on how Sarah called Abraham my Lord. (laughs) Small L. Small L. I love you, dear. Um, This is the right bit. You're going to be treating your children right. The dog won't get kicked. If anybody kicks the dog, you know what I'm saying? You know, the the objects won't be tossed. We're going to have the right behavior because it's going to be becoming of God because we're allowing charity to work in us. Ah, but you don't know my wife. Yeah, but charity in you is long suffering for the wife or for the husband. 
There's couples that can't have children and they long to have children. I use this example on the other CD with husband and a wife or wife and a husband. Some fa- they want children and the, and the families with children say, you want children? I'll lend you mine. You can borrow them, take them on the weekends. You can have my children so you can find out what children are all about. So again, we see the couples with children, the couples without children. It, I mean, we all have a different calling. But when it comes to us, our behavior, once again, is going to reflect on charity. And this is what the Bible says as we read this. Charity does not behave itself unseemly. Our actions, our behavior is acceptable unto God. Can I move on? Because now we're going to start to dig in. Charity seeketh not her own. Did I read it right? Charity seeketh not her own. Now, I'm going to take some liberty here with what I'm about to say. I believe that this is one of the most important, one of the most critical descriptions, if you would, describing the characteristic of a child of God in the Bible. That's me talking. So you don't, I'm not, this is, you don't have to believe it if you don't want to. But personally, I believe with charity, if charity is working in me, If charity is working in you, it says, charity seeketh not her own. Who is our example? Did Jesus Christ go to the cross for his sins? He went to the cross for my sins. Our is even just a little bit too broad. Bring it personally. Someone say, some some of you said my, some of you said our. He went to the cross for for my sins. Can someone say thank you, Jesus? Jesus? Amen. And charity, like we said, somebody mentioned last night that Jesus Christ is the epitome of charity. Do we understand epitome? is the end all, amen. It's the, the, the supreme example of charity in its entirety, in its, in its fullness. And we see here that charity, as I said, this describes the characteristic of, this describes true religion. It's the way we present ourselves. We are not presenting ourselves, amen? And, we, and, and this, I'm transitioning out of what I just said as far as your unseemly behavior representing God. This transitions into seeketh not our own because we represent God. We're not representing my interest. This is the way a son of God and a daughter of God will be presenting themselves, will be behaving themselves, What does this mean? This means there's no self-proclamation, no eyes. There is no self-justification. No, I did this, therefore I am. No self-motivation. I give because it's a command. I don't give to receive. Receiving, that's just the good part. You get that for obedience. I don't, how else can I look at this? And this is going to transition into the next word, so into being provoked into the word provoked. Um, no self-exaltation. We already looked at that. Standing up and saying, look what I got, look what I did, look what I have. I haven't done this for so many years. I'll never do this again or since then or since I do this or I. We, we have all kinds of different ways of exalting ourselves when it's Christ. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't do anything. It's Christ who strengthens. It's Christ in me. So when I stand up, I, 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 amen, make it clear. Say, well, yeah, but that's what I meant, but that's not what you said. Make it clear that it's Christ in you. That's, amen, the alcohol left because Christ drove it out. And I know people that can sin and curse, but they gave up drinking because their doctor said, you keep drinking, your liver, is it the liver? It's liver, right? Your liver is about to go, 
So they, so, so they stop. And there's no spirit of God in, in that at all. Just a threat from the doctor. And I know people, we all know people have given up smoking because the doctor says, your lungs are shot. They're done. You need to stop. And then they finally stop after how many years? There's no spirit of God in that. So it doesn't matter what people get up and say, I, 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 and whatever. So you stop smoking a pack a day. Big deal. I know somebody who stopped smoking three packs a day. So don't, it, it, vaunting, bragging, it just leads to nowhere. It leads to a bunch of puffing. No self-exaltation, amen? No self-advantage. When I seek my happiness, amen, my happiness is my selfishness. Rather than to deal with, with a concern or the suffering of a member of the body of Christ. So if we read, let me, let me add some scripture. Matthew chapter 9 and the 13th verse. And again, we're looking at charity and the, the behavior that we are going to have. Seeking not its own. Not worried about how you look or how you end up looking. When Santa Claus is ringing the bell on the street corner in the month of December, you look good dropping a $10 bill in the bucket. And you make sure, you know, you're doing it, it, looks, it makes you look good. You drop down or they're collecting cans or whatever they do for the charities. And you do that. Try giving to somebody when there's nobody looking. This is where we read it, seeketh not her own. They have, they run those telethons on the television. And if you'd call in and donate $50 or $100, your name shows on the bottom of the screen. You sit there and say, well, Uncle Billy Bob's going to see that, you know, somebody gave, you know, the cousin, whoever gave $20 or $20. You're doing a good thing, but here's the question. Why are you doing it? Because charity doesn't do it for that. It seeketh not its own. It's providing the cloak or the eggs or the food or the donation to whatever you're donating to because of the need. Not so that it makes you feel good because charity doesn't do that. It seeketh not her own. Do we understand that? Amen. It's getting a little quiet now. We're, read what Jesus said in Matthew. He says, chapter 9, verse 13, it says, But go ye and learn what this meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The end result is how God looks. That's the point. Thank you for three, four amens. This is the end result. I'm going to do something. My behavior is going to be seemly, not unseemly. And I need to make God look good. I know God can look good on his own. And we're going to get to that scripture a little later on, how people read the epistle, how they read who you and I are. So as we are to be testifying, remember, we vaunt by our words and by our works. As we give glory to God like Jesus did, as we read, he glorified God by his words and by his works. This way, God the Father gets the glory. Not the charity, not the nice person in you, not who you are. Because it doesn't matter how much you give to charity. I know somebody, Bill Gates, who gives a whole lot more than you and I can afford. So if we're going to talk about, you know, I gave $100, good for you. Bill Gates gave, you know, 100,000 times that. Feeds poor and does whatever he does because he's got lots of money. He can do it. So it's no use me standing up thinking I'm all that. Because I bought a Big Mac and fries for somebody on the street corner that hasn't eaten for two days. I can't stand up and think I'm all that. I'm not seeking my own. I'm not doing it. For, or rather, the charity that's in me is not doing it because of that. The, um, yes, I'll, I'll get to that. What, what I have, again, 
it, it comes from God, God gets the glory. But again, I, even though I, I can give or partake or share my blessings or share the abundance that I have, I'm doing it to glorify God. People can say thank you. Sometimes they don't. I've given food and stuff to people and they turn around and walk away and well, whatever. Amen. I didn't do it for the thanks. But quite often when people say thank you, Lincoln, to God be the glory. You're welcome. Amen. To be polite in our society. You're welcome to God be the glory. Because God, you're there because you're a son of God. You're there because of a daughter of God. So to God be the glory. Again, when I do something, I'm not worried or I'm not concerned. Or I'm not doing it so that it ends up looking good for me. I want God to look good. The charity in me is going to let, amen. When you're on your knees praying for brother, praying for sister, praying for your wife, praying for your husband, praying for your children, it, the spirit of God, God is, it's God that looks good. It's that those results that look good and you're not doing it. Charity is not doing it so that you can get up and brag about it or vaunt about it or puff, be puffed out about it. We, we see, charity seeketh not her own. Charity seeketh God. Charity seeketh God and seeketh how God is going to look like. Charity seeketh, charity is sacrificial. This is what we were reading where Jesus was saying, he said, you need to understand what this means. It's not the sacrifice because people look good bringing and dropping in their bags of money when Jesus was standing by the treasury. But then he began to preach on a woman that had nothing to show. Her two half pennies would fit in her hand. It wasn't a big display of a big offering. But Jesus, knowing her heart, began to teach on this. And I thank God that the blessing that we have, that, as I said, my happiness is my selfishness because I'm trying to make me happy when we ought to be, be serving God, making the Spirit of God or allowing the Spirit of God to have His way so that we can rejoice in the blessings that God has for us. So do we understand it's charity seeketh not her, herself? Picture Jesus on the cross for a few seconds. Amen. He wasn't on the cross for his own self. He was on the cross because the love of the Father was in him. And prior to being nailed to the cross, he was on his knees saying, not my will be done, but thy will be done. That's what took him to the cross, the will of the Father. Because the will of his flesh was saying, well, if this cup, Lord, you know, you can do it. If I don't really have to drink it, can it pass by me? But not my will. He recovered himself quickly, rather. He says, not my will, but he says, thy will be done. So again, we see charity. Again, Jesus, the example, because of the love of the Father that was in him. Now let's look at the love of the Father. We, look, we read from John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4 last night. Let's look at the love of the Father, John three sixteen. God so loved the world. What did he do? Before he gave, what did God do? It's clear. It's not a trick question. God so loved the world that he gave. Before he gave, he loved. What does charity do? It's long-suffering. It's kind. Charity is love. Charity working in us, we become givers. And not to make us look good, because Jesus on the cross did not look good despising the shame, the Bible says. He was stuck up, you know, he was lifted up off the ground, naked before the public, before anybody walking by, riling, you know, railing on him. That was not, it did not look good for him at all, but it did good. Can someone say amen? It was good for my soul. 
So Jesus didn't consider, when you read Hebrews chapter 12 and the second verse, Jesus didn't consider what was going to happen to his flesh. He considered the joy that he is having right now, looking at the brothers and sisters gathered together in this place with the word of God open saying, feed me, Lord. Give me some bread, Lord, from heaven. This is despising the shame, but looking forward to the joy, praise God, which shall be given unto him. Ephesians 12, I'm not quoting exactly, but the second verse, you can read this. I mean, God gave... Now look at what it cost them. If you thought I was done, I'm not done yet. Charity doesn't seek her own self. Charity is love. God loved. God gave. Now look at the cost. It costs to give. This is when the sacrifice came in. He wants mercy, but mercy doesn't come without sacrifice. The Bible teaches me mercy does not come without the shedding of blood. And Peter says, look at your hands, look at yourself. There's none of you bleeding today because of your sin, because of what you've done, because of your corruption. We're not, none of us. We're not bleeding because of our suffering. We're not bleeding because the neighbors hate us. Amen. We're still all in here and we look pretty good. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. But there's still a cost when you look at it. God gave and it cost. It cost him his own son. That's love. Abraham, I want your son. And God says, no, 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 I don't want, that's not the son I want. I don't want the son that, that was created from your servant, from your flesh. I want Isaac, your, go on, do we know the scripture? Isaac, your only son. There was two sons in the picture. And when God sat there and said, I don't want this son, I want that son. Now, fast forward into the New Testament. It comes time for God to do what Abraham did. Did God back out? His righteousness was equal right across the board. Now, I know Isaac, was, Isaac didn't die, but Isaac was, he was seconds from death. And God made a way out, if you would. God provided in the thicket. So when you look at God, yes, the ramp, God provided. So now into the New Testament, now it's, it's time for God to show love and obedience, just like Abraham. And God went all the way through the motions. He provided a son, his only son. So again, God loved, God gave, and it cost. So get ready to pay. And I'm not talking money, and I'm not talking your children either. I'm saying charity, it's part of giving. It's part of sharing. It's part of dividing the blessings. It's part of, we understand, right? I don't, I don't think I need to elaborate further than that. How God, when he demanded that sacrifice of Abraham, Abraham was ready to give. And God was able to do the same thing in God's time. As I said, God provided for Abraham and God provided for us. Can someone say amen? amen. That's charity. That's love. Praise God. That's not seeking her own self. Praise God. Can we move on to the next? Verse 5. Well, this concludes part 5 on this series on charity. We're spending a lot of time in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and God has a lot in store for us. I sincerely trust that you have been blessed. If you want to listen to this program again, head on over to tttpodcast.life where you'll be able to play this program again and again as often as you like, whenever you would like to, or you can download it for free. There's more of the Word of God coming up. You're listening to That's the Truth.